The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. on SAFM. The relationship between money and love cannot be ignored. In fact, many otherwise good relationships have fallen at the altar of financial difficulty. You know all about that, and here's as good a time then to engage some of the IP you've picked up in the course of your work. Good evening, Yanin Horn. Good evening, Songezo and the listeners at SAFM. How are you? I'm well, ma'am. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So preparing for the month of love, are we? We're always prepared, always. (laughs) Yes, it's it's an interesting um, conversation when one brings the word money and love into the same sentence. And oftentimes a very uncomfortable conversation ensues. Absolutely. It's a minefield to navigate. And um, the discomfort that comes with it is so varying and so vast that you and I, as the couple in this relationship, can either be broken by money yeah. arguments or it can, um, it can set us on a whole path of trajectory of wealth creation and success. Sure. Before we talk about the sort of economics of it all, I know you're a financial advisor and you're raring to mm. go in terms of engaging mm. the listeners. But sure. how can people... Better, or rather, how can people be more comfortable in having discussions of and about money that everybody for the discussion is better off without people without people necessarily feeling exposed, made mm. to feel vulnerable or mm. lesser? How mm. can we embrace conversations about mm. money so mm. that people can be better? Sure. So so there's a couple of conundrums in that sentence. Conversations and engagement um, mean the same thing, but embracing vulnerability is the opposite of that. And so for me, a conversation about money starts with being financially literate. So I need to understand that I know money, that I am literate about money. And then when I enter any partnership or relationship, it needs to be comfortable enough for me to open up the door of engagement, the conversations, to understand whether my partner is literate about money and how together we can be uh, navigating this pathway together. You know, they say it takes two tango in a relationship. They say relationships, relationships take hard work, right? Mm. All of those cliches, and so money is no different. Building a financial foundation in a relationship is just as important as a romantic foundation or even a sexual foundation. It's really just a part of the relationship building stuff. You cannot have a foundation without speaking about finances. You cannot build a life with somebody without understanding and navigating the pathway that that he has walked or she has walked when it comes to their lived experiences around money. So so there's a saying that goes the first three minutes of this, the first three minutes outside of your comfort zone is the most uncomfortable. Thereafter you start sit you sit in a position where you've now broken the ice. So just think for yourself and any listener out there, 
you know, the first three minutes is probably the longest, the most hair-raising. You start this conversation, you light the candle, you pour a glass of wine, and you go, Songezo, let's talk about money, baby. <laughs> you're either going to run a mile or you're going to go, are you crazy? I mean, like, what are you thinking? How many glasses have you had before dinner, you know? So, yes, it is, it is, it is a minefield to navigate, but it's certainly means that the effort that one puts into your love relationship, your romantic relationship, the planning of the wedding and the house and all of that actually is built on the relationship of money between yourselves and with you and money individually. Um, and that's the difficult path to navigate. Does, does that make sense? It you? does. It does. And I'm especially interested in the first three minutes because, I mean, as you correctly pointed out, it could be the beginning of the end or the, the end beginning of, of the beginning. beginning. Yes. Now, how <laughs> do we get to? The, the candles are on. It's the two of us. There's nobody mm. within earshot. And it's something I've been thinking about. Probably it's something you as Yanin on the other side of this mm. romantic dinner table have been thinking mm. about. It's mm. just a question of how do we break this ice? And mm. of course, the critical period here is those three minutes. How mm. do people in a relationship, whatever the relationship is, start mm. to earn each other's trust mm. of money, around mm. money, for money, mm. so that this relationship, Mm. is better off progressively with time. What are the key components of that discussion, particularly the first three minutes off? Because many miss it. I've missed it just about every time. Mm, mm, mm. And it's awkward and it's horrible. So so before we get into setting the, 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 the scene for that evening, that romantic conversation, I'd like to take a step back and say, how about you have the conversation with yourself first? So... You go into your mirror in your bathroom and I go into my mirror in my bathroom and I understand what is my individual financial value, my values. What is the money ancestry or my lived experience around money? So think about when you were a child in your parents' household. Think about when you were a varsity student. Think about when you were going for your first job. Oftentimes there's a blur between wants and needs. And sometimes needs become wants, and sometimes wants are needs as well. And so that blurs the first problem. The second thing is, how did the household react when there was surplus? Think about this. And when there was lack? What did that make you feel? How did your dad respond? How did your mom respond? When was she happy and when was she miserable? When was he a little bit tipsy or overdrunk? Or when was he very morbid and not talking to you? You know, these are rooted in a catalyst, in an event, in, a, in the way that we grew up, or in the way that we either had a lack of, or our parents was constantly hustling to survive, or we lived in surplus and in flesh, and now it's about keeping up with the, Jones, with the Joneses. And so therein is the start for me. The start is about understanding my literacy, and if I'm illiterate about anything, I need to take the responsibility and become literate. And so you as my partner need to do the very same thing before we even converse together. If I don't understand how I know and what my values are around money, how can I even have a conversation with you? 
do you get that? And so there's the start for me. Then we can get into the candlelight dinner and the discomfort because now I speak from a place, a place of eloquence. Let me interrupt I, you there, Janine. Yeah. Let me interrupt you there. I'm thinking, and I will think of that because mm. I've had this conversation with you. But for this conversation on this platform, I would never have thought of that. I would have simply thought at some point or the other, my partner and I get into this conversation. Now, for those who are not privy to this conversation or to that thinking or to those who are simply uncomfortable having that conversation or they don't know how to have that conversation, let me ask this question and then we'll take an ad break. Mm-hmm. There's no harm at some point or the other in having the conversation, irrespective of what one takes into the conversation. Sure, sure. I agree. The conversation itself happening is probably the biggest win. Sure, there's a greater win in having a prior conversation with oneself. Mm. How then am I mm. to respond to my partner and her mm-hmm. value mm-hmm. towards money, vice mm-hmm. versa? And how mm-hmm. then do we establish the steps, step one, two, and three, that are going to, one, make us comfortable, two, allow us to build, and then, of course, as we are building three, exercise the necessary patience in the course of building this financial relationship, which lends itself to, if it's a business relationship, then that relationship. If it is a father-child relationship or mother-child relationship, that relationship. Or if it's intimate partner relationship, the fact that the conversation is happening, the fact that there are set goals and the patience and the necessary commitments that comes with it. I want you now to detail for us, please, because it might sound a very simple conversation, but the more we talk about it, the more we learn about what actually needs to go into this conversation, the more you realize one is literally at the South Pole and one is required to be in the North Pole. Like I said, I'm one who's probably the one who needs this lesson as much as anybody else. After the break, your response, please. Sure. Ms. Janine Horn, Financial Advisor, Momentum Financial Planning. On SAFM. Yeah, good evening, Janine. Thank you for staying on the line. Financial advisor at Momentum Financial Planning. I know I have asked you a question, but I probably don't want to monopolize this conversation. So with your indulgence, please, could I just take a couple of calls? One from Anonymous in KZN, immediately followed by Jay in Durban. So let me go to Anonymous and then Jay. Good evening, Anonymous. Good evening to you, Sangezo, and to your guest. And I want to bring something to your notice, Sangeso, that you know what, parents, or if you don't have parents, brothers, sisters, aunties, uncles, whichever family member you have, uh, or your guardians, to uh, allow, you know, to to, uh, encourage you from a very young age uh, to start saving. Don't wait till you are grown up or till you work. You can save from from your allowance. You know, sometimes your parents give you allowance for school. Don't buy unnecessary things. Don't buy things that you're gonna, not going to use. It's going to stand and look into the shelf. Don't buy clothes that you're not going to use. You could put that into your bank account and try different methods of saving where you can save from a young age so you know how to manage your finances as you get older. Fantastic. Much appreciated. Thank you so much, Anonymous KZN. Jane Durban, good evening. Good evening to you. Hello. Indeed. Yes. Good evening. You know, uh, just as the previous caller has said, you start at a very young age. Yes, this is what my mom and dad and the families did. Once a month, they used to get together, and they allowed the children to be at the table also. And every bill was placed on the table, and they worked out what it was uh, going to be paying off end of the month. And that is how we learned how to budget ourselves from a young age. And then my dad used to say, you love that outfit, you love this toy. 
how are you going to work it from your allowance? So he worked a plan. We have a, every one of us collected our allowance, and end of the month, that child's toy or outfit was bought from that allowance. So as we grew older, and if we wanted to purchase anything quite big, a furniture or, or, or anything mm. that was valuable, we pulled together. We didn't make take an allow um, loan or buy on credit, and then you know having somebody knocking at the door to check with us: Are we going to pay the account or whatever? We always brought everything to the table, discussed, and we uh, you know helped each other out. So with the result, when we were getting married. Our spouses, future spouses, knew exactly what our plans were. We rotated our clothes from babyhood into teenage years, even later in married life too. That is how we saved a lot, a lot, and we went to college and things like that. Thank you very much to your financial advisor. And she is fantastic. Thank you so much. I agree with you, as were your thoughts in terms of getting into the right habits at an early age. Do you want to respond firstly, please, to the callers, Janine, after which you can respond to my question earlier? I do, I do. And so therein lies the start of the answer to your question. Thank you, Anonymous and Jay, because you show through stories that this can be done. So when you met your partner, you told your partner the exact same stories that you shared with Sungeza and I and the listeners. And so for me, the start is air your laundry, tell your story, because it could be a beautiful, successful story. And you know what Jay's parents and grandparents taught her Mm. is to change the trajectory for everybody that followed Jay. And yes, I also had the conversation with my kids. And the rule in my house is if I buy you a clothing item, I want two old pieces back. If you get an allowance, which you work for, some you work for and some is a reward, half of it must be saved. And half of it stays for saving. My 22-year-old daughter started her first job after graduating and I said, you know what, Chelsea, here's a gift. My gift to you is um, you can keep your salary. I'm not going to do what my parents did, for example, by saying, give me your paycheck and I'll give you pocket money. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure there's, 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 there are listeners out there who can resonate um, or where the parents plan the party and the black tax and the auntie's funeral or for my wages, etc. Or you had to put your, your younger brother through schooling, etc. Yes, we understood that we come from perhaps poverty or oppression, etc., etc. That is not this conversation. This conversation is about saying, through my lived experience, I've mm. learned X and I need to improve Y. Mm-hmm. And I now go into a conversation with you and I can tell the story that Jay told where I can say, Sangeza, you know what? We saved for everything. We pooled money. Mm. My dad and mom participated in the stock file or stamps. And at the end of the year, we all enjoyed from their savings. Mm. You know how many women I come across that say, um, <clears throat> well, I must first talk to my husband, number one. And then secondly, so for those of you who, who that also resonates with, please don't sweat me in your heads. Please hear me out. Um, you, you often say, well, I need to check in with somebody else. The second point I want to make is your your own value system needs to be understood and then adhered to. So savings must be a part of the budget. 
short-term, medium-term, long-term, and emergency. Mm. When mm. I do financial literacy talks, I say to them, what's the definition of an emergency? And the youth go, well, something that happens unexpectedly. Yes. And so can you use the money for that something that you don't know what that something is and you don't know when it's going to happen? <laughs> and they all go, oh, you hit the nail on the head because we've, decided we're going to use the 2,000 rand, even though we didn't have an emergency, on something we didn't need. And so the third aspect is the blur between wants and needs and the blur between um, keeping up with the Joneses and the blur between debt. Um, It's easy to create debt. The cost of debt is the thing that we don't understand. So we don't get the picture that if you save just a little bit longer, you could buy the furniture cash, like Jay said, or you could put down a larger deposit on the house, or you could bring your bond repayment period, you could bring that down by a couple of years. And so that partly answers your question. The other thing that's important also is marital regimes or lifetime partnerships. Um, yes, love is beautiful, and yes, love is blind, but the fundamentals about the regime also affect us, our, our financial behavior. And so if you say to me, oh, but we're not going to get divorced, let's just Get married community of property. I understand, <laughs> you know, that actually um, it may change tomorrow and that when love is no longer blind and the blindfold comes off, that I am going to be saddled by the debt that you created or I'm going to be affected by your poor decisions. And that's not something that many young people go into with their eyes opened. And that is where parents have the conversations like Jay's did at the table. Um, that is the time where we bring the kids to the table and we say, let's work this budget, guys. COVID has yeah. happened. I cannot spend and have three meals a day and two snacks and gas cold drink or whatever. Let's, let's talk about this. Um, you know, and similarly, I was giving the story about my daughter. I said to her, so my gift to you is from today that you will always save at least 50% of your income until you have a bigger budget. And she was able to pay for a second degree um, through her savings. This is the point. Yeah, it is the point. Um, I think we have to have a return date because this conversation is far too valuable to cut short simply because tonight we don't have that sort of time. I think... Janine Horn, you have to come back, please. Financial we have advisor to do this. We have to keep Financial. talking about money, absolutely. Most certainly. Thank you so much for agreeing because when Lesejo and or Kanya do call you, I can only expect one answer from you, and that is yes.